Hi, Dory. Hey, guys. Welcome oh. to All the Feels. We're back again, and we've got a special guest with us. Oh, my gosh. We're so excited. <laughs> hey, we're is, so excited. This is one of our favorite guests, and also one of your favorite guests to everyone out there listening. I noticed that after we had him on, lots of our followers started following him on Twitter, and it made me laugh. I love it so much. So, hi, Ryan. Hello. Yay, Ryan. Um, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. And hello to all your Twitter followers and those that have followed me <laughs> after the last time. Maybe I'll catch a few more followers after this. We'll see how it goes. Got to catch them all. You can only hope. Oh, wait. Mm. We forgot to introduce ourselves. I'm Dory. I'm Erica. I'm Mel. This is the way we do it every time, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always an afterthought. Yeah. Oops. But. We forget this. We're professionals. We are so professional. Can you believe we've been doing this for five years and we can't introduce ourselves properly? Well, we've only been introducing ourselves for the last year for, to give ourselves credit. Before that, take a year. Had to guess who, who you were. Exactly. Yeah. Then yeah. guess our voices. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to, before we get down to lifetime business. To our we, bracket. Yes. We have to hear a special story from Ryan. <laughs> yeah. For those that don't know, Ryan was a contestant on Wheel of Fortune. And from there, I'll let him take it away. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, it all started about a year ago at this time. I was, <laughs> I was told that I should apply to Wheel of Fortune by a friend. And I, I went on wheelofortune.com. I submitted a 45-second video explaining why I should be on the show. They, they called me. We did a Zoom audition. And then a few weeks after that, right after the holidays, I got a, an email saying, come and be on the show. And then two weeks after that, I was there. And and then I, I beat two retired school teacher grandmothers. I beat their asses pretty good. <laughs> I won. But I didn't, I mean, how far out do you want? This is like the really bare bones version of everything. Well, and then, I mean, you got the big, the big spin. I don't, I, the, yeah. what is it called? You yeah, the million, million dollar. dollar. I took the million dollar wedge into the bonus round. So I had like a one in 26 chance at landing on that and getting a million dollars. And then I didn't get the bonus round puzzle. So it didn't matter. So, and then I was like, crap, did I just lose a million dollars? Luckily I only lost $38,000 in that final round. What you walked away with. Yeah. I got like $15,000 in a trip to Costa Rica. And I finally took that trip a few weeks ago and it was great. And, uh, no, finally, my year of Wheel of Fortune, it's finally over. Everything's buttoned up except for all my taxes. Now, that's what I was say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was the puzzle that you missed in the final? I can't remember. Uh, it was, it, well, I selected the category, what are you doing? Thinking, at least I know that there's an ING, and maybe that can get my brain going because you only have 10 seconds. So mm-hmm. then I go and I spin the thing, and I'm like, okay. My God, I could win a million dollars, which has only happened like two or three, I think three times in the history of the show. And then I'm like, okay. And then I see the letters come up. It's like, do, 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 my vowel was an O and I didn't get any O's because the puzzle was checking my availability. 
Yeah, if I picked the A's, I might have had a chance. But even then, like you don't know if you're how your brain's going to operate in that right. ten seconds. So yeah. I try not to. Not that I've thought about this every day since. <laughs> <laughs> When someone asks you, what are you doing? You would never think of that, you know? No. Yeah, and then the worst in. part is you, you like, you go on the internet and you're like, all right, I want to see what people say. And then you get these like wheel of fortune nerds. They're like, oh, I had it before I even <laughs> picked any letters. I knew it right away. It's like, uh-huh. you didn't know it. But yeah. It's easy to say that at home. I never fault anybody now when I watch it, like makes a mistake because there's a lot you have to keep track of when you're up there playing versus yeah. you're at home. You're just sitting there like drinking your pepsi and then watching other people call out the letters like you gotta keep track of a lot of things up there just the lights on you alone is enough to make you nervous that's a lot yeah i would crumble (laughs) i felt pretty good i I mean luckily i had the i guess it's an advantage that i'd been on sets before i I mean we've all worked in tv so we've all had that but i don't know i never really have a problem getting up there because i don't know i just well, you Lucky, charmed. I guess you charmed Pat Sajak. It looked like. Yeah, it was fun. I got to make him laugh because he's. I was playing against like so. We did the introductions, and he's like, "So and so, what do you do? I'm a retired school teacher. I have three grandkids." The other lady says, "I'm a retired school teacher. I have eight grandkids." And then he's like, "Ryan, retired school teacher." And I said, "Yes, and I have grandkids." <laughs> and he <laughs> laughed. Laughing. Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, good. I'm in now. I made him laugh. We got." got the tension eased and now i'm ready to beat these ladies but they didn't, <laughs> i was really hoping like every time i watched leading up to my day there was always like one out of the three contestants that just didn't know either didn't know what they were doing or just mm-hmm. was scared and was making dumb decisions i'm like okay well that's pretty good like then it's just me and this other person hopefully it's not me making the dumb decisions but I played against two people that like pro- watched it every night and like knew exactly what to do every time and no mistakes were made. Of course, they probably were thinking I was the person that was going to make all the mistakes. <laughs> no, yeah, but who's laughing now? Yeah, Mr. Right. Right. Costa Rica. I laughed all the way to the bank, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do look forward to how your taxes shake out. I want I want to hear about that. I want a recliner once on Let's Make a Deal. And I remember when I got that tax bill and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. You were on Let's Make a Deal. I was, I was in the audience of Let's Make a Deal, and then I won an audience raffle of a Lazy Boy recliner. Where's the brown. recliner? Well, this was when I was like 24 years old, so okay. it survived two apartments moves. Okay. The third one, I was like, it's got to go. Like <laughs> it's as big as my living room. Um. So I think I sold it for like ten dollars. Anyway, oh, you could have probably made a better deal than that. I probably could. I'm I'm a terrible. Let's make a deal. Like I will give everything away for uh, free. You're no Wayne Brady. No, <laughs> for sure. I do have a follow up question though, and I don't know if this is a sensitive subject. How do you feel that you the first time you applied to get on uh, Wheel of Fortune, you got on, but how many times have you applied to be on Survivor? Oh. That's not sensitive. I've applied, I think, five times to be on Survivor. I really be great on Survivor. I really hope that happens someday. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I took a break from applying. The last time I applied was like 2017. Because I put together, I mean, we I think we might have talked about this last time. You could cut this. No, I don't know. I'm not gonna get too into the details, but like I thought we put together a solid video that represented, you know, like who I am, how I think I would be on the show. 
and they didn't call me. So I'm like, okay, well, whatever I'm selling, they're not interested in buying. So I'm just going to take a step back and then life experiences. And now I can probably come at it from a little bit of a different perspective. Obviously, I'm the same silly jackass that I was back in 2017. But I mean, maybe I can come at it from like now I'm a new father. I got mm-hmm. other things going on. I was on Wheel of Fortune. I almost won a million dollars. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, I did. And when I, I got interviewed in several media outlets in Pittsburgh from where I'm from when I was on Wheel of Fortune. And I put that one of the articles I told the guy, I said, I was I didn't win the million because I was meant to go on Survivor to win the exactly. million. So That's Jeff right. Probst, if you're reading this, give me a call if you want some of this flavor. <laughs> <laughs> and he put that he put that quote in the article and then I don't I didn't get a call, but I was like, maybe I'll pop up in his Google mentions or something. Like mm-hmm. maybe he has his Google alerts set. Uh it didn't work, but maybe Yeah. I'm telling you next never time. say never. I think that show is gonna be around forever. So I think your mm-hmm. time will it come. Is. The time will come. Um, I'm gonna apply again. I didn't do it this time, but I guess next maybe next they were waiting. The universe was waiting for you to have your son. That way, when the family comes, it's like, you know, he runs to you like, daddy. And uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, my God. It's it, maybe. That's you never it. know. That could be it. It that's is. It. It's part of my story. My story has changed since the last time. Yeah. That I applied. Mm-hmm. And they are kind of they're broadening their horizons as far as casting different types of people. You know, from yeah. different walks of life, it's not all just like model actors now, which I right. think they've really done a good job, both in terms of diversity and in casting like more real people, as opposed to like there are certain eras of the show where you just look at all these people like models, actors. I'm like, okay, well, clearly, it's like the that's bachelor not work for me. Yeah, all right. Kind of veered back to what they originally had, which is different people, normal people from all walks of life. So, fingers right. crossed. Here and I, you know, yep. if I get on Survivor, I'll still come back and do the podcast. Don't think I'm going to get like two people okay. from my britches <laughs> or anything. Never. <laughs> we'll be happy to have you. to slum it with us. We appreciate <laughs> yes. that. You'd be slumming it with me. I mean, <laughs> that's how I feel about it. I'm lucky to be a part of this. Do you guys remember when Ryan was on Wheel of Fortune and Mel was watching it first? Cause she yes. was back in May. I was on the, was East, on the Coast, East Coast. Yeah. So she's like texting us because Erica's like, I can't wait. Tell me what's Tell happening. Tell me what, what what happened. I was trying so, to get to I didn't want to spoil it though, because there was big things happening. I know. And that's Mel would not tell us what was happening, but she said, um, something big just happened you have to watch tonight and so then we had to wait like three hours to watch. Well, well let me tell you the backstory which was every time i saw ryan after being on wheel of fortune i literally was like you won the million dollars didn't you you won the million dollars right i know because he did not tell anybody he did not tell he didn't even tell his fiance if he won or not and so I would just try to like crack him to see if i could get anything and he never did and so i was thinking oh he's being so coy about it because he had to have won big mm-hmm. and then i felt really bad when i saw that you hit the million dollars and then you were this close <laughs> this close and then it didn't happen eh, it's all right it was just, i just was more amused by it than anything else because i was just thinking you're 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 egging me on and you don't know how close i got i know i, can't say anything. <laughs> I don't because if i just flamed out or just or did really well like i would just be like oh you know i probably would have uh given a little bit more at least like yeah like thumbs up or something but because it was such an up and down thing like yeah. I started out so poorly and then I took the lead 
And then I had the million. It was like such a yeah. crazy episode. I, I'm glad you didn't mm-hmm. tell me. And I, I got to take that ride, that journey myself. It was That's definitely a roller coaster. Uh, yeah. Imagine like being there. Cause it was, I was like the waiting for the, to spin that final thing. And I'm like, Oh fuck. I could win a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to freak out. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Then I'm like getting into my competitive mode. I'm like, let's go. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna win this. I'm gonna win this puzzle. I'm like spinning it. I'm all confident. And then the letters come up, and I'm like, ah. And I mean, you know, if I call the A, maybe I. But I still didn't land on the million anyway. I was like six away from it because they have to like show you what the million was on there. Yeah. Yeah. So that part is like fate, like that you can't control. It's just a spin, you know? Right. That's what I figured. Like I wasn't like, I just spun it. I'm like, Jesus, take the wheel, which is, I called like (laughs) another another contestant earlier that day because we were at lunch and she's like, I'm so nervous. I'm like, just Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. Literally the wheel. That's good. I said, yeah, I just made that up. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. Oh, oh my god, god, the best. Sorry, I could talk about this for like two hours, but I don't know if your audience is gonna be interested in like my wheel of fortune thing. Oh, they're interested. <laughs> well, don't I mean, worry. compared they're to what else we have to talk about. Listen, <laughs> this is <laughs> the highlight. Friends, of this, this is episode. yeah, this is the best part of the episode right here. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Turn off now, apparently, is what we're saying. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're gonna have some fun with these these movies. Well, yeah. should we get into them? Yeah, let's do let's it. Let's do it. So this was matchup number six on our lifetime side of the bracket. Merry Little Christmas Baby versus Miracle in Motor City. Um, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Yeah. And we're, we're coming off of last week, which was our first lifetime matchup where we thought it couldn't get any worse. So let's see if it got worse, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so nervous to talk about I know. this. Um, so what what premiered first? Merry, Merry Little. Little Christmas Baby, the right. third, the threequel. Trilogy. The trilogy. The oh, Merry Little. probably going to be a fourth, right? Yeah, maybe with the other sister. Maybe. I don't know. I okay. won't be there. I, so. think, I think we're with this family for the long run. Um, (laughs) All right, here's the synopsis. This holiday, the Littles have much to be merry about. Jackie Little and her husband are preparing for the arrival of their first baby. Meanwhile, Jackie's sister and her husband are thinking about adopting a baby themselves. And spirited fashionista sister Kira's relationship with Chris is heating up. With their family expanding in ways they could never have expected, the Littles are headed for a crazy Christmas filled with merry mayhem and lots of love and laughter. Was now, why what? don't you start us off? I'm I'm dying to Me? know your thoughts. Yes. Uh, I just don't. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. This this movie at least felt like a movie. You know, it was polished. It, you know, the scenes, there was a narrative that made sense. Just, the, to me, the narrative was just kind of boring because this, here's the thing. This is what I've come to discover about myself through this journey <laughs> is that I really only like the movies that are about fre- like new romances, like budding new romances or rekindling an old romance, you know, like this Reba movie that we'll probably talk about later where, she, where Reba McIntyre 
and her ex are like, you know, have been not together, divorced almost for many years. Anyway, I like, I like a rekindling or I like a fresh new romance. What I don't like is everybody's in well-adjusted, established, supportive relationships. And we're just kind of watching them hang out and like play basketball. I don't know what was going on. And, you know, it's just, it was just kind of boring. It just happened. Like the biggest drama was, oh my God, my, I, I lost the caterer to a baby shower. It's like, go get some Trader Joe's appetizers. Like who cares? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) And then, I mean, also, I mean, I don't want to take it to a dark place, but as like, as a, as a woman in her forties that does not have children, I do not love watching narratives about people having children and being like, it's the greatest journey. And it's the, you know, you'll never know love until you have a child. It'll change your life. It's like, I don't need that. I don't want to see it. And then it like kept happening because that's what was the the plot of this movie was she's having a baby. And then also her sister is like surprise pregnant and like doesn't know how to tell the fiance. And then her other sister is like adopting. And then I don't know. See, this is the things I start to spin out when I have no real thoughts on a movie. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't like it. There was an act out where she has a baby and then he gives her a watch and they're like, end scene. What? Anyway. I did like <laughs> the shenanigans with the children. Yeah. I thought that was cute. Best part. That yeah. was best cute. part was the children's shenanigans. It was very Sandlot-esque. And everyone in this movie was gorgeous and beautiful. That's all I got to say. So Very sexy. Yeah. Good for them. I'm glad they're all happy. <laughs> Have fun. Mel just wants to see love bloom. I just, I don't know. It just, I don't know. See, that's the thing. I, you don't, don't let me start. Because I'll just spiral no. into nowhere. I think we started in the right place. <laughs> you you set us up for greatness. okay. You guys, someone else go. Dory, what are your thoughts? Um, what what can be said about this movie? Um, I mean, I generally like the people in this movie so it's pleasant to sit there and watch them for a couple hours like celebrating Christmas that's nice um I do think the kids were my favorite part with the drone going over to the neighbor's house like I loved all of that with the little kids um but mostly I just thought it was kind of boring Mm -hmm. and that's been my issue with a lot of these lifetime movies I'm just kind of bored it's not that I necessarily thought this was bad. Um, I didn't think any of the acting was weird or anything like that. I was just kind of bored and not that engaged because there isn't really a strong story. We're just going between these three couples and and like watching Mm -hmm. them, I don't know, hide things from each other and then- Yeah. (laughs) And then share them later. And then everyone's happy. It just, that just kept happening the whole movie. Um, and that, I don't know, that doesn't really do it for me. This isn't, I don't know where, cause I've watched all three of these. I don't know where I would place this movie. I'd have to go back and watch the first two, but I think I like the first two better. 
maybe the stakes were a little higher. Can we talk about how the mother is trapped by an avalanche <laughs> and can't get home for Christmas? What the hell was that? That was confusing. I, was, I yeah. I looked it up of why and she had a comp a, like a scheduling conflict with another role or something. So that's mm-hmm. why she wasn't. And they go to Avalanche to address that? I don't know. It was too much. I was like, this is absurd. This is completely absurd. Well, and she never makes it there, even though a lot of time passes when she's like, well, I'm heading, I'm on my way. She's there for literally <laughs> an extra like week. She's yeah. just, she just hates wherever. the but then, but then she's in road. Avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like she's on her way when she goes into labor, when, when, uh, Kelly of Roland goes into labor and then she's still not there when she returns from the hospital but whatever you know what I'm thinking Wasn't too much it, did I miss something or did they just not even go to the hospital it's like I'm going to the hospital then like the next thing the baby's here hey no. <laughs> you did you I, missed it yeah did I miss that they did they mention anything about twins before you see that they're twins? No, no. I was like, God, I would sue the hospital, but they're like, oh, this is this rare condition called a hidden twin where they That's, like hide they said, behind. They yeah, said there that? was, yeah, there was like a weird explanation. I did not hear that because wow. I just remember the beginning of the movie of them talking about, is it a boy? Is it a girl? Right. And then all of a sudden they had twins and I was like, wait, what? Like, yeah. you know, if you have twins, I did not hear that part at all. So I just thought that they like, was like, maybe no one will notice that we never brought up an explanation. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a twist. I mean, when she started going like, oh, I was like, oh, wow. Is she like going to have a health issue? Cause that will be an interesting twist, but no, just another baby, just yeah. another, a secret baby. I didn't hate this movie i'm kind of like strong praise from erica i know but but like i i didn't i liked it i i don't i wouldn't say it's like oh my god my number one but i i enjoyed it i thought like mel said it looked good and (laughs) um i on the other hand um i i thought that they focused on the other sister a little bit more than Kelly Rowland. And I'm wondering if that's just because that girl's more spunky and more. She's very funny. Yeah. Yeah, She's funny. So I thought maybe that's where they was going, but it seemed like her problems were more at the forefront than, Oh, I'm afraid to be a new mom, you know, cause she had her and her husband or fiance not on the same page of knowing that she's pregnant and he's going to propose. Um, what drama. Oh my gosh. And her catering (laughs) situation. So I felt like, (laughs) more attention went to her which was interesting. Her catering. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it um I I didn't I didn't mind the story about the adoption because I think it's nice that they bring that to light because you never really hear about adoption in these movies and it's funny that both movies had adoption mm-hmm. this weekend in them um, and so, and I think that's a real thing. I think that's a real thing that people, I can't comment on it cause it's never happened to me, but it's a real thing that people get excited and get their hopes up. And then yeah. the birth mom changes their mind and that's a heartbreaking thing to have to go through. So I kind of like that they, I kind of like that it wasn't just a, you know, a seamless story of like, yeah, we got the kid and everything's fine. Like, obviously they end up finding closure when they adopt an older boy but it's nice to see that sometimes the shit doesn't work out the way you thought it was going to um but yeah I I I did relate to Kelly Rowland though when she was talking about like not 
thinking, like being scared of not being a good mom, because mm-hmm. I definitely had those thoughts too. But I do agree, Mel. I, I mean, I, I agree with the way that someone would respond to that, which is like, you're going to be great and it's going to fulfill your life. But, you know, in reality, sometimes it's hard and it sucks and you question like, oh my God, what am I doing? And so I wish they would be a little bit more real about stuff like that because it's tough. It's hard as shit. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just felt like the end kind of fell apart but maybe that was me that not heard the whole twins thing. Cause I was so confused by that. And then when the dad was saying to like, say cheese and he said some other word and then they never explained what that was. Did I miss that too? I don't even remember that. I don't either. He, he said like, say rumaki or something. Oh, yeah. And then no one said what that was. And I'm like, is this significant for something? And I just was like, I just don't like when people bring something up and it doesn't. I was just praying for it to end at that point. God, you really hated oh, God, it. I was so close. Wow. Well, you know what? I really hated it until I saw the second movie. So we'll get to that. But Brian. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ryan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, please well, bring it home. First, I have some notes. One of them is Kelly Rowland, EP. So good for her. She's the executive producer. I noticed that. I was like, okay, get that money. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know going in that this was the third part of a movie so, or third part of a series. So I'm like, oh man. This, we didn't prepare at all. Why is there all this BO at the beginning? This could have been a whole movie itself. And I'm like, oh, it was a whole movie. Uh, I mean, their house was nice as hell too. I was like, this is really awesome. Uh, I like the sister's green coat. That was one of the notes I had. The oh, fur the, one. The she furry one. Yeah, yeah, that was like cool. The faux fur. And then I, she had a series of these coats. So I got to say, the wardrobe, good job. They did do really for, well. They did yeah, great. Credit where it's due. I know we're not keen on this movie, but maybe there's some parts <laughs> that we could all get behind. Uh, let's see. I, I thought that there was a missed comedic opportunity when the dad kept like recording and showing video. I felt like he should have been like one of those old people that was recording with his giant iPad. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, people that do that, you're just like, why are you doing this with an iPad? Like, they're at the zoo. They're shooting, like, the tigers and they have the yeah. iPad. Yeah. Like, that could have been fun. I don't know. That's probably stupid. a stupid note. Uh, I had lot, it was lots of people sitting around and talking. I don't care. <laughs> uh, pillow fight. Yay. Pillow fight. Did you guys like the pillow fight? I thought that was yeah, fun. Yeah, I actually wrote down, like, I've never seen that in a movie, I don't think, before. Yeah. A pillow fight? Like, like a big one with everybody? I don't remember seeing that. It was right. good. I thought, you know. And a Christmas replacement. Yeah. Not in a movie. I would, since, you know, it took place in a warmer climate, I imagine it's like, it was their ver- substitution for like a snowball fight. You know what? Mm-hmm. That's very good observation. Yes. Mm-hmm. I did not make yeah. that connection. Uh, I mean, maybe, the, who knows? They might have not put this level of thought into it. Uh, I also thought that the uh, the bathtub that Kelly was in looked like a giant bowl of cereal. That, was, <laughs> that scene was really strange to me. Whatever. What do you mean? Like, it, like inside she was sitting in cereal? Yeah, it looked like she was like floating in a, a cereal bowl. Like, it looked like it's a bowl of cereal. It did. <laughs> no. sitting in it. It looked like a honey eye shrunk the kids type of thing. Or they had like a big Cheerio. <laughs> I was about Cheerio, to say she looked like a, she was in a Cheerio. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was like in a giant Cheerio. That's funny. 
uh, and then someone else said, talked about the basketball scene. Yeah, I thought like, of you when I saw that. Yeah, well, thank you. Because Ryan I, plays I play basketball. A little bit. Yeah, was that of, basketball? They were just standing there switching positions. It, was, it had. A, I have a few thoughts on this. <laughs> okay, back like ten years ago, I was an associate producer on the Sinbad reality show, Ooh. and uh, one of my great green ideas, like like as a producer, I'm like, well, we have this scene where Sinbad and his son are talking about something, but we they should be doing something. All right, well, why don't they just shoot some baskets like in their driveway? So then they're like, there, there's action. And of course, it was a shitty scene. I don't even think it ever made the air. <laughs> and so they basically were just doing that. They're like, well, we've had these people sitting and talking for the last 45 minutes. Mm. We got to have them doing something. Let's put them on the basketball court. Yeah. What, what, what would guys do away from yeah. their wives? <laughs> and then I noticed like the ball, like they're on this nice basketball court. Was it mm. one of their, I must have missed this part. Was it one of these people's houses or was this like a rental they all went to? It was their, their new house. It's their new house. They got this bomb basketball court and they're playing with a ball that was clearly purchased from like the five below store. It was like (laughs) under $5. Wouldn't you have like a nice Spalding NBA quality basketball for this nice court? It was like some shitty ball, which offended me (laughs) as a basketball player. No, no one that plays basketball would ever use that ball. Yeah. That's so if you're gonna have a nice court, why that's just that's good point. So wardrobe department, good prop department. <laughs> uh, and then another part of that scene, and as well as well as a lot of these scenes, right? Uh, the uh, there's a lot of filler at the beginnings and the ends. I felt like they had about an hour's worth of movie, but they had to stretch it out to like mm. an hour and twenty uh-huh. minutes to, to hit that two hour mark. So they just like stretched all the scenes. Like you hit your out and then there's like another 15 seconds of them like dicking around. Yeah. Like playing basketball or the catering, the games at the shower. It was really weird. It was a lot of, Mm. uh, so anyway, I thought maybe if I had watched the the first two installments (laughs) of this, I might've cared about these people more because like you're kind of invested in the characters at this point. And it does make sense that it would be a natural progression from like, because I did do research after the fact. Like they meet and then the, the next one is the wedding. So yep. baby comes next. Probably okay. should have told you that. Next Sorry. is divorce. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, yeah that's, then then you get to the real story. Very little, little divorce. divorce. <laughs> Someone else said there was like no conflict. And it was, it was like, there right. was, everybody was just sort of hanging. And right. if you're catering, snafu is your biggest source of conflict. You might want to take another look at that script and hit the rewrites. Mm-hmm. So well those then. are my thoughts. <laughs> those notes are pretty iconic. Um, yeah. And I'm so ashamed that we did not prepare you. We just walked him in blind to the merry little universe. Terrible. We I messed know. up. No, That's on it's us. my fault. That's I should fresh eyes. Research. No, fresh eyes is always better. But but even like I, it's not like I would have watched the other two. So. <laughs> I don't um, think my notes would have changed that much other than that first one about the VO at the top. I wanted to add one more thing, but maybe it was just me. At the very end, the ver- one of the very last scenes, Kelly Rowland returns from the hospital and the whole family's gathered on the lawn to say their goodbyes. One of the sisters was holding, one of the sisters is holding a bait, like a, like a small child. And I was like, who is that child? <laughs> 
How did I miss that oh, child the, the entire okay. time? That's because she's always sleeping. No, the baby's it's the always ch- asleep. She's always asleep. That's like, the running joke for all of them, I think. I, is I don't that know. what it is? I, I was. Don't so I don't know if they're purposely making it a joke, but I remember in the second one, like the kid's just always asleep. Mm-hmm. Like Haley, I think her name was like, she's always sleeping. Yeah. Well, surprise child at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> surprise twins, surprise child. Anyway, Merry Little Christmas Baby. And this came, was the best movie of the I know. Oh, oh gosh. Move should on. We, should we just move on real quick to, on to Smokey? Miracle yeah, I mean, in Motor City. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm curious to see if like the people that the, the consensus is out in the in the world. If they people were like they agree with us or the people that are like diehard lovers of this franchise would be like, I love these characters and I'm so happy we got to see them again, even though it's not as exciting. I mean probably it's also i don't think it helps when we have these on a bracket where it becomes like a homework assignment you know like if you can like what dip in for 30 minutes or 40 minutes totally you know and you're not like forcing yourself to watch it on a sunday when there's like three hours of real housewives you want to watch mm-hmm. instead you know like so maybe yeah. i mean as i guess my point is i bet there are people who did like it just fine you know yeah yeah but it was uh... Do you guys do <laughs> grades? Or do you like best out of five stars? Like, how do you? No, but you what would you ranking? give it? Yeah, what would you give this? Uh, how many surprise twins would you give it? <laughs> I give it two <laughs> surprise twins. Uh, <laughs> I guess a C minus. I think that's, that's fair. Good. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Because mm. at least it had a coherent story. And that's a thing. A continuation of these characters. And I feel like it. From what I've heard about the other two movies, it's kind of built upon those other mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and it, it was pretty and it was made well, yeah. you know? It was. I was laughing because I uh, watched half of this in the car. I was driving a lot. <laughs> it's dangerous. I, just, I, I, was, I should say I was listening in the car. Like I That's put fine. it on my little app and I was listening. I was like, oh, I've never done this before. This will be great. I'll just listen to the end so I can get through it. And then they started speaking French. And I was like, what are the odds? <laughs> the time I decide that I'm going to listen to this, they're speaking French for an entire scene. I don't even, I don't even remember that happening. I forgot no, about they, that. They were speaking French throughout the whole thing. The little girl and the dad, yeah. So is the dad, uh, was there like a thing in the first movie where he lived in France or something? Not that I recall. I don't remember. Did he have the other kids in the first? He's like movie? a chef. He did. Yeah, he was a neighbor. Did. He was a single okay. neighbor. Um, and then but the French dating. thing was added on. They're like, "Oh, we need to give this guy more backstory." That and was then, new. Like, the writer just like realized he liked they, they liked going to France, so they just wrote that in. Like that they thought new. France was Paris or was maybe nice. The actors like I speak French. I could really put this in. Yeah, motivation. Oh yeah, maybe show off my chops. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, all right. Now for Let's the get... main event, Miracle in Motor City. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amber DuPont bites off more than she can chew when she takes charge of her church's annual Christmas pageant and inadvertently promises to deliver a special performance by Motown legend Smokey Robinson. When her best friends secretly enlist Amber's former flame, Eddie, to help her, the pair reconnect in a quest to find Smokey and convince him to appear. With the clock ticking, family, friends, and superstar Smokey Robinson come together to stage the most special pageant yet. Uh, I guess spoiler. I don't know. 
special pageant. Special was, pageant. It was special. <laughs> right. uh, Why don't you start us off again, Mel? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> This movie took me to a dark place. Oh my say. <laughs> In the way that as I watched it, all I could think of was I have to warn the others. Like I have to warn them. <laughs> There's many times I thought I wasn't gonna make it, like that I was gonna die. <laughs> yeah, she she actually texted and said, if you don't watch it, it's cool. Like oh, I'll t- I'll I'll take the bullet because <laughs> here's the thing about this movie is that. It was extremely poorly made. It felt like a student film. It these poor actors felt like they were doing improv scenes. They're the I everything was clunky. Like the transitions from scene to scene were very clunky. clunky. The music placement was all the very music, clunky. Um, the music I can't handle it. It was yeah. so loud. Yeah, and there was no story structure. It was. Mm-hmm. There was nobody made any sort of progression in the entire movie. She went from being like, I want my foster daughter to have a perfect family to, you know what, never mind. This perfect family wants her, but I guess I want her more. Like that was the only progression. And then supposedly the whole point of this movie was we got to convince Smokey. We got to get Smokey's attention to see if he will take part in this Christmas pageant that we've already started selling tickets for under his name like that he's going to be there (laughs) and like there'd be there'd be like three or four scenes that had nothing to do with any of that and then all of a sudden they'd be like oh Smokey's at the museum quick let's get there oh we just missed him they were stalking the guy yeah and they were they just kept they just kept being outside of things that were closed so because they probably (laughs) didn't have location agreements so they're just like oh we just missed him and then when they finally get to the point where they get FaceTime with Smokey Robinson. It's like the lead guy goes and has a whole conversation with him where Smokey's like, I can't do it. And then he never tells Tia, the lead lady, who then decides to like make a video plea, possibly embarrassing herself and also just wasting time and resources. Yeah. And they never communicate with each other. And then the best friend knows that both these things are (laughs) happening and never tells either of them. It's terrible storytelling. It's like no sense. Yeah. I was like, here's Smokey getting hit up again for something he already turned down. Wouldn't you be like, very good reason. Leave me the hell alone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, all he wants to do is Smokey Robinson wants to do is go home and have Christmas with his wife, which he promised. And instead, he ends up getting bamboozled to go to like the worst Christmas pageant ever. And then he's like stuck there. I like they, he comes in, they sing a really awkward song. And then I'm like, that okay, was then rough. Yeah, oh, that was rough. That was so rough. And it could have just ended with him being like, all right, I got to go catch my flight. And then we, as people who are invested in Smokey's happiness, would be like, okay, he's still going to make it home to his wife. But no, it's commercial break. And then a whole nother scene of Smokey having to make a speech. It's like, go home, Smokey. You've done your part. You've already done more than enough. No hope, Smokey. Like, your wife is waiting. I don't know. I just, and the adoption, the adoption stuff was just so poorly done. It was like, it was baffling to me how much they biffed that. Like, it was so weird. I, it was so weird. You can't say, oh, this perfect couple wants to adopt her. And then you decide to do it. You don't even give her the choice. You don't even storytelling wise, 
give us a reason to know that you're the better choice. You don't go to meet the couple and find out they want to send her to boarding school. You know, like the simplest of Hallmark or Lifetime storytelling. You know, it's just, she's just like, oh, I want her. I don't know. It just, sorry. I just truly, this was a really painful, painful experience. I didn't even read my notes. There's so much, my note is there's so much dumb in this movie. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Sorry, that's it. I'm done. I did enjoy the Motown Museum when they went in there for like 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah. But not when it was closed. The first not when time it was closed. Went. Yeah. The second time. Why did but... they do that? Why did they go? Couldn't that have just been like you go and you explore the town and like that's part of it? Why would you go and it's closed and then you go back? I know. Oh, what the hell? I don't know. I was confused. Sorry. And I'm interrupting like, you. I'm sorry. No, it's that's okay. okay. And I, you know, like I appreciated, you know, maybe the one line he said about, you know, the history of Motown and why it's important um, and, you know, representing black culture. That was great that they put that in. I could have used more of that. I would have loved to like heard about more musicians and I get it. Like it was all Smokey Robinson and stuff. Um, But that was about my favorite part (laughs) Um. I don't know. I just, I love, what, I love, I love seeing Smokey smile. I will say that he just seems like such a nice man. Yeah. Um, he's very I, handsome. Yeah. And I did notice that when he was doing his speech, he like looked directly into the camera and I was like, Oh my God, it's like Smokey's talking to me. <laughs> um, he was reading. You could tell he was reading it. Too. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. But I, I was really, I was really annoyed about the whole, both of them going to Smokey, not knowing each other did. And it just makes you look stupid. It makes you look yeah. so stupid that this is a, you know, celebrity who already said no to something. And now like, she's going like, if I was that guy, I'd be like, Oh my God, shit, you did what, you know? And then it would be a whole thing. Like, but- all they needed to do was like Mel said, the guy, the friend could have told them, or they could have had a scene where he's like, Smokey's out. She's like, "Well, I'm gonna try one last yes. hail mary." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm gonna record this video and send it to the radio, and then it would have been okay. Plot, right? Yeah, yeah. There was smoothed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because literally the friend, she's like, "I'm gonna go get Smokey," and the friend watches her walk out the door, and then next scene is the guy saying, "I didn't get Smokey," and she's just like, "Oh, like, <laughs> how <laughs> do you was- not? How do you not say something?" Yeah, how do you not say something to her when she's like, "I'm gonna go shoot a vi- video." Yeah, like it's just like, wouldn't you be like, well, talk to Eric or whatever his name was first? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, know. yeah, that's. I mean, I just was. It it just, I don't know. It just looked looked weird to me. The movie, you know, like how sometimes movies look really, you know, light and airy and soft. This one just seemed like crisp and like darker. I don't know. S- student film, like film wise, yeah, like so. <laughs> I don't know. Who's next? <laughs> Anyone else want to share some thoughts? Step up to the Ryan, the mic. what did you uh, think? I was going to defer to you, Dory, because this is your podcast, but I'm happy to share. Go ahead. My thoughts. Uh, there was a lot, I noticed a lot of Silent Night, a lot of various renditions of Silent Night being played. Like when the musician boyfriend guy First of all, he's terrible at singing. You think terrible. if they're setting him up as this, this uh, oh, he great was musician singer, he should at least can't carry like a that. tune. Yeah, and like, like pretend sleeping. to learn how to play the guitar. Like pretend, like take a lesson, dude. If you're doing this for a movie, 
And also, it, it was like in the church that when he's playing Silent Night and him and, and Tamara, or T, is it T? I keep forgetting. Tia, it's Tia. Tia. Yeah. Crap. Okay. Doesn't but matter. Tia and him, yeah. they are I effing in the church while he's playing Silent Night. <laughs> can I say the word? I don't, yeah, I don't you know. Yeah, you can say the word. Okay. They are like him and her, are like I fucking at the church when she's singing, or he's singing the first Noel. I'm like, why are you do like this is so weird. <laughs> yes. Like, wait till after after the ceremony here. Wait till after mass. <laughs> At least get through like, communion. Like a, yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird time for eye fucking, if you ask me. Mm. Uh the Motown being closed. I I mean we already went into that a little bit. Uh also th- just them saying. Oh, we're gonna go to all Smokey's favorite spots, and then they go to the Motown Museum, thinking they're gonna see him. This is like the equivalent of someone going, "Okay, well, I want to see. Like, I'm gonna go to Hollywood Boulevard, and I think I'm gonna see George Clooney and Brad Pitt hanging out at the Sephora store or something." <laughs> like, no one, like the celebrities don't go to these places. Like, Smokey's not going to the museum. Like, maybe for an event, he's not just chilling out there on a Tuesday at 11 a.m. before he goes to lunch. <laughs> Like, come on, use your brain. Mm. And then, okay. I mean, Smokey's a legend. Let's, uh, we all know that he's a talented man. But are gaggles of reporters really still following him around, like <laughs> Britney Spears, circa two thousand seven? I don't, I don't think that that's still happening. I feel like Smokey, smoke. He's like out doing his thing, like probably not getting bothered too much because like nobody wants to bother Smokey. <laughs> Is that, no, what do you guys think? Does it seem no. weird? There's a gaggle of reporters. That's spooky, it was spooky. bizarre. It was and then bizarre. she's like, and then she's yelling at him too. Like, is he going to turn Smokey! around? Smokey! Come to our, yeah, come to our church event. <laughs> and then, oh, and the church event. That was pure nonsense. If, like, first of all, they didn't know he was going to show up. And what was the event? It was Tamara. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to keep messing it up. Uh, I'm sure they're used to it. Tia and the kid and the guy playing his guitar. And that was it. They were standing up next to an empty manger set. That was the the big fundraiser. You didn't have a backup plan. Like you couldn't have gotten like, okay, Jimmy and the congregation, like he sings... Mm -hmm. You know, they said at the beginning of the movie, everybody has performed backup singers or was a backup singer in Motown. Like, so you're telling me if you've set that up, then maybe you can hire some extras. So that could be like the backup. We got he's he was a backup singer and now he's going to sing for us. Like, mm-hmm. what were they going to do? They were just going to stand up there with their thumbs in their mouths. If uh, Smokey didn't walk up, like, what was <laughs> yeah. their plan? They didn't say. That's terrible. I'm fired up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it was problematic on every level. I don't know. Oh, one more thing that I really that really bothered the hell out of me. Uh so this guy is like he's chasing his dreams, the the classic holiday movie trope of like the they wanted their dreams, but then they come back to the hometown. Cool. Okay. You know, we we can get behind that. But then he has this like what I thought was a pivotal conversation with Mr. Smokey Robinson, where Smokey goes on and on about how his family lets him go live his dream and do his thing. And then he comes back to them. It's like great to have that to come back to. And he loves them. And love is an action word and da 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 da. 
So I'm thinking, okay, well, he's going to declare his love for Tia. See, I got it right. Tia took, took me like six tries. He <laughs> declares his love for Tia. And then she's going to be like, but you got this awesome opportunity. So like, go do the tour. We'll be here when you get back. Like, and then you get this little FaceTime call at the end of the movie. That's like, a, like, oh yeah, I'm in Japan. I'm performing with, you know, some guy, whatever, whatever band yeah. he's, they didn't say the band, right? And then you're like, okay, but they're going to live happily ever after, but he still gets to chase his dream. So he gets this, he gets this advice from Smokey Robinson and then promptly does the complete opposite. You're right. You're totally right. He's like, I'm yeah. staying here. I'm not taking it. Mm-hmm. Dude just told you if you have a supportive, loving family, do it. Yeah. He didn't even present was, the opportunity. That was a bunch of bullshit. The whole movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Do we all say, I'm sorry. Do we all have Wait, our Wait, we didn't hear from Dory. Dory, do, yeah, I don't Dory, know, Dory sorry, sorry. Dory. Go ahead. I mean, I honestly don't have much to add. I think you guys covered it. I, I felt this movie was shameful. It was shameful <laughs> because how are you going to have a Motown movie without a ton of Motown music? I want to see a ton of like Motown cameos. I want to be in that museum for 30 minutes, just going to every exhibit. I want a big Motown concert at the end. I want a soundtrack full of like Smokey and Diana Ross and the Jackson Five and all of it. We got none of that. It was disgraceful. It reminds me of when they had those Christmas at Graceland movies Mm -hmm. where we saw like two rooms of Graceland. And it's like, why even make a movie about this place if you're not even going to show it? That's the whole appeal of this. It was ridiculous. How are you also going to have a Motown movie with horrible singing? Mm-hmm. That yeah. <laughs> we already talked about the guy. He can't carry a tune. Bless him. The little girl cannot carry a tune. Bless her. Mm-hmm. Like, and to Ryan's point, that was the big show that y'all were putting on to get donations was to have that little girl sing. A, she was nervous as hell. And B, she couldn't sing. What? It was crazy. And then to have Mo to have Smokey share that moment and have that duet, that mm. sad duet, it was it was shameful. I'm sorry. I was really disappointed. They really let us down. If you are going to push Motown so hard, lean all the way in. They leaned yeah. all the way out. It was so disappointing. My favorite part, like Erica said was the Motown Museum. I would have rather just stayed there the entire movie and watched them go from exhibit to exhibit and listen to Motown music. That's what I would have wanted. This was so hard to watch. And there was, I mean, there wasn't enough Smokey. I want to see him like chopping it up with his other Motown friends. Instead, he's, you know, being hassled by reporters and sitting in the back of cars and then singing that sad duet. It was just shameful. It was really shameful. You know, they talked about like her big thing was that's what bonded her and him was their love for Smokey Robinson. And 
they were trying to teach the girl about Smokey Robinson. You didn't play one track of his for her. No, you terrible. know, like you would sit your kid down and be like, let me tell you all about Smokey Robinson. Let me let you listen to Smokey Robinson. Maybe there'd be a dance scene even. Yeah. I was about I mean, to say, why yeah. don't they have them like listening to old records in the living room and like dancing while they're decorating the tree or something? Mm-hmm. Anything anything yeah Smokey you were in the movie couldn't you clear some of this stuff what's up let's be real though Smokey had like four hours available that he yeah. shot all his scenes and then he bounced you're right even with really. Smokey when they got their wish like Smokey arrived at the, the fundraiser what do you do he's saying some like half-assed rendition of Silent Night with this girl and he bounced like that's enough for a fundraiser I'd still be disappointed if I went there oh, thinking yeah. I'm gonna see Smokey performing mm. It's not like he turned it on. It was like, oh yeah, he just like phoned it in because he didn't want to be there. He already said no. And then this lady's posting videos on Facebook. I know. <laughs> His boundaries, man. Were... He's like, they're lucky he showed up at all. That just shows you what a class act he is. Mm-hmm. And also when, sorry, now I'm getting in the weeds. But when the dude goes to see him and he's and he's like, oh, I can't do it. I promised my wife I would be home for Christmas. Is there anything else I could do? How about shoot a video? Yeah. I was like, how are you not shooting a video that you can at least right. play at the fundraiser? Right. I don't know. Or no donate some money it. to the church. <laughs> pay pay our roof or whatever the hell yeah. was wrong with it. And now that I think about it, I'm really upset because what's going to happen to the, the beginning of the movie in New Orleans at the guitar shop? He promised that little girl three free lessons <laughs> That's on the true. guitar. And now he's going to just go and live Ghosted. in Detroit. Just uh, bounce, yeah. What about Listen. her? There's so many victims. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the victims. The audacity. Terrible. How dare they use the word Motown in relationship to this movie? If you're going to do it, do it right. Exactly. If you're going to do it, do it right. The, I mean... Listen, you would get more out of listening to the All the Feels Spotify Christmas playlist where we <laughs> yeah. have a ton of Motown. You would be better served listening to that than watching this. If you're what welcome. You want is Motown. Oh. You're welcome. Oh, I, yes. All right. Well, this is this is what I I I just feel like I'm sorry you have to be here for this, Ryan. This record. Oh, this is Hey, this is in a lot of ways. This is more fun. Like if we all loved it, it's a love fest. This is this is a different kind of entertainment. Yes, I can't. The thing is, we've had two weeks of this, and we're looking towards possibly two more weeks of this. And I don't know what's going on with Lifetime. They definitely want. They went quantity over quality this year. It looks like because it's ridiculous. Like this is this has been a bad run yeah. for lifetime i mean maybe well, we've just picked all the wrong lifetime movies but it's been rough well i, I guess go sorry ahead. go ahead i was just gonna say that have we reached a point now where we're like the the market has been oversaturated with christmas movies i don't know because hallmark's still doing well weekend hallmark, hallmark is doing well but i mean netflix is doing well i I don't know. I don't know what the solution is here, but this 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 is not sustainable. When did this really start? Like when did like the weekly because I remember I was always into Christmas movies dating. I mean, my I remember in college being super excited about the USA network premiere of Stealing Christmas starring Tony Danza. Uh and 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 Leah Thompson was in that too. Solid film. But like there were like 
a few. I feel like every year there were a few. Like Lifetime would have mm. a few. Yeah. And then and then it became every week. And that's a lot. And then I feel like it's starting to get maybe a little watered down. And I'm, that could be wrong. Well, Lifetime is doing 30 days of 30 premieres. So it's a, movie a new every movie every night. night. New movie every night. Which I mean, I, I guess yeah. you, they can't all be hits, but really they could be. Like they could, but yeah. I guess budget wise, you don't, you're not spending a ton of money on each one. Like you probably got this, the one that we watched here with Smokey yeah, but is probably you, on the lower end. But wouldn't you spend the money on a name? Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Like maybe why? they did. Maybe, maybe they, they spent did. all their money on Smokey. God, and they have like leftovers. Well the rest. Well, what mm-hmm. I'm thinking for the, I just, I don't, I never know if we, if it's the right thing to do to change the bracket once we've already established the bracket. Cause it feels unfair to people at home. If anyone's actually following along, I don't know. But one thing I definitely think we should enact is a 30 minute rule going forward where we give a movie 30 minutes, mm-hmm. even if it's on the bracket. And if it is painful, we move the F on 30 minutes bounce. And then we watch a movie we actually want to watch. <laughs> we take in I some Hallmark this one twice. I, I know watched it twice for the show. Ooh, Ryan. But you did it for notes. us. You did it for us. I'm just saying. 30 minutes. Let's not do this I think, anymore. I mean, as an outside observer here of your rules, I would say if you're going to institute a 30 minute rule, then maybe you'd have to have some kind of like notice to the others. Like I'm instituting the 30 minute rule for myself, just so everybody's aware. Yeah. That you're on the same you think page. So? And Mel did that. She did alert. I tried. Us. I tried yeah. to get you guys right. off the hook. I doubled down. I'm like, I'm watching this thing twice. Get out of here. <laughs> I just didn't want you to be in the same pain. But uh, it, it was fine. Oh. Look, at the worst, I feel like the worst case, even the worst of these Christmas movies, like they're they're background noise and they're they create some kind of ambiance if you're like just kind of folding laundry, which I was I folding laundry this afternoon or like just you know, looking up stuff on the internet and they have it on in the background. It's fine. Like, even if it's not great. I should, you mean I shouldn't be getting so angry when I watch them? Because I (laughs) have been getting a little angry. You have high standards. I don't know if I have high standards. I just have a standard, which is it has to be watchable. (laughs) But what's also, what I'm struggling with is there's just so much tv and stuff like there's other stuff we want to be watching i want Mm -hmm. rather like yeah i I wish i had those you know hour and a half of my life back to watch Mm -hmm. something that like i know i probably enjoy that's what and maybe it's like a bit of a cop-out on my end to to get philosophical about it all we're like oh well it's still nice like no it's it's other options like what are you doing like Mm -hmm. it's it's a positive point of view to have where i'm just like (laughs) burn it to the ground uh well, are we in agreement that we know which one we would put through this week? Yeah, I think so. The one yeah. that was an actual movie, Merry yeah. Little Christmas. Merry Little. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like, yeah, Merry Little is my vote, but it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm sure there's not, I don't know how much crossover there is between your audience and the fantasy football audience, but like my fantasy football team this today, like did really terribly. But I mm-hmm. played against a team that was slightly ter- more terrible, and I had the like the the eleventh highest score in my league. But oh, wow. I played against the twelfth, so I still won. So I feel <laughs> like that's there the go. scenario that's we're this. dealing with yep. here. Exactly. That's this. Well, Christmas is the the one that's slightly less shitty, so it's going to advance. Well, did anyone watch the Reba one? Yeah, let's talk about some 
positive experiences maybe yeah is that, i watched is reba not in the bracket it's not reba's in not in the bracket can you just do a wild card entry like u.s open tennis style it's like you get certain like the the judges can give like wild cards to movies so they can just plug them in like i don't know bracket? erica suggested this before mm-hmm. i don't and now we see I don't, why we see why after you, this, yeah. Yeah, after I don't understand couple yeah. weeks. We see why. I mean, as someone who doesn't ever do any sports, I never, I don't really understand the wild card thing, which I think is. You just has, toss one out and put one in. I know. But is it fair to people who are following the bracket home that we can just change it like that? I don't know. Is, is it, it matter? fair to make people watch two more weekends of this? Well, the thing is the wild card doesn't come till after we've watched the garbage, right? We still have to watch the garbage. Where do you want to put it? Yeah, you still have to watch the garbage if you already created the bracket. But I think you could add like a supplemental wildcard bracket. It confuses me. I'm for it. I mean, I don't don't understand it, but I don't think anyone's doing the bracket to (laughs) to win a prize. Well, Well, that's too, but like, like our bracket is trying to declare the best movie of the year. And if we don't have even good candidates for that, What's the point? point, I I have an idea. I'm going to run this by you. What if there's like a supplemental bracket? I don't know how many more episodes this would require you to record, but like you pick like, say you pick four more of the best movies that didn't fit into the schedule and you have those four go at it in a separate bracket. Then the winner of that takes on the winner of your main bracket and then you have your champion. I don't know. I, I she does not. I, Mel's not. In the <laughs> oh, it would be three more episodes because you got the two and two and then or no four more. Well, then those two would face off. And then so, I mean, I'm just trying to curate more content. For I you think guys as well. I think <laughs> always a producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for all we know, people at home could take our recommendations of what we put on the bracket and then they swap it out anyway. And they're like, I'll make my own bracket of who I think should win, you know. I don't, True. I think swapping it is more a recommendation of here's what that's true. I think people should watch if they're playing yeah. along, if they're playing along, it's not like they can get it right or wrong anyway. You know, it's all, I still think well, if you're going to, yeah. if you're going to declare like the number one, you should have like that supplemental bracket to have the true champion. But if you don't want to record more episodes, it's, it's not my podcast. Well, I well, don't have enough time to watch yeah, all this movie. Yeah, I mean, we, I'm for a wild guess, card entry. Time is a factor. Do the thing is, I watched a lot of great Hallmark movies this weekend, and I watched one I would think pretty decent Lifetime movie. So it's where do what pool do we choose the wild card from? I don't know. Yeah, I'm in the way. Yeah, people vote on it. We're gonna get like Hold three votes. <laughs> We'll get more than three votes. Oh my God, where are the weeds now? I don't or, know. What, even if you just did it, what you I'm have now, now is good. Sorry, Erica, I interrupted you. I was going to say, or, or what you do is the three of us pick a wild, like a movie that we would throw in the wild card once the bracket is done and we don't like any of the movies that are left, we replace them and then we vote that way. If that would make sense, if there's only three movies that could be replaced, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm up for replacing one right now. Because the thing is, is I, I mean, what if we all haven't watched them? So Mel, if you nominate something, then it's like, oh, I haven't watched it, so I can't comment on it. But I'm sure I would just take your word for it. (laughs) Let's figure this out later. We, 
to be continued. Yes. But I would love oh. to talk if anybody saw the Reba, the Lifetime. I, saw, I oh, watched yeah. Reba. Yeah. I missed Reba. What was it? It was like Reba McIntyre's like Christmas in Tune was it yeah. called, I think. That was the other Lifetime weekend movie. And, you know, I watched it immediately on Friday night and I had such hope for a lifetime after that because I really enjoyed it. I loved that Reba and it's John Schneider, right? The guy from Dukes of Hazard. Is that right? Anyway, Reba. It's either him or Tom Wopat. Isn't he the other guy? Oh my God. I don't know. I, she and the lead man were the romantic leads in this movie and it was their POV, even though they are an older couple. I enjoyed that even though there was a younger romance as well, but I like it when it's an older couple and their music was good. And we got a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, the, the movie starts with Reba singing Mm -hmm. and, you know, in her little cowboy boots, I, I really liked it too. I love Reba. I could just listen to her talk all freaking day. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved the banter between the two. I loved that it was like separated parents and the daughter wasn't fixated on setting them up. Mm -hmm. or like, you know, getting them back together until she saw like sparks were kind of flying, but that wasn't like her mission. Her mission was just, I need to get them together for my job. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really liked it. So, I mean, I wish I would have, I mean, when I picked this weekend, I know you said, let's do something different. I was like, let's do something. Yeah. Because we always have country ones, you know, we never have Motown ones. Well, look, who's laughing now. Not me. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you gonna do, Ryan? Did you also watch the Reba one? I did. I enjoyed it. It was a good uh, palate cleanser after the nonsense we all endured with the <laughs> with the Tia movie and the I... uh, the Littles. I thought yeah. it was nice. It was everything I wanted. The one from last year that I was that I was a part of with your podcast. The, oh, that's uh, right, the Nashville, Nashville Christmas. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was everything I wanted that one to be. Mm-hmm. They even did like, look, it's an auditorium that clearly isn't like, it's like, it's just some stock footage of people in an auditorium. Like they, and they showed like a performance, like with people there, I guess last year they were dealing with COVID probably a little bit different, but they could have pretended that there was a full auditorium. Mm -hmm. That really bothered me not to talk about last year's movies too much, but yeah, it was everything that one wasn't. So I thought it was really, I thought it was well done and I enjoyed it. I wish that was on the bracket. Yeah, yeah. Had a, I liked their their ending, their big romantic gesture at the end was yeah, nice. Yeah, and what he said to her about like what he did to her. I'm not going to spoil it for Dory, but mm-hmm. um, when I he said- I can't wait to watch. Sorry. Yeah, it was cute. I mean, <laughs> Reba, man, she just had her, her sassy Reba. little green number mm-hmm. and her performance on. I was like, look at Reba in that, in that short little number. And then she switched mm-hmm. to her classic red dress. Yeah, she's a hottie. She is a hottie. And there's so much music and both of them are good singers. Like they were, every performance I think was good. Yes. Anyway, highly recommend the Reba movie. All right. I'm in, say no more. I mean, mm. I was going to watch it anyway, obviously live for Reba. Um, here for it. Is there anything else you watched Dory that you wanted to recommend? I think or my to favorite... stay away from. <laughs> well, unfortunately my recommendations for movies to stay away from we all couldn't stay away from. <laughs> um, but I did watch, um, I think my favorite of the weekend was An Unexpected Christmas. Is that I loved what it, it is, Mel? Yes, I loved it so much. 
I love that. It. Might be my favorite of the year so far. It's on Hallmark of the year. The okay. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Written by Paul Written Campbell. By Paul Campbell. Huh. There's an Andrew Walker cameo. That is. Yeah. That's the thing about the movies this weekend. There were all of these cameos. Yeah. From other Hallmark stars, they'd have like one line or like half a scene. Or Paul Campbell mm-hmm. in Nine Kittens of Christmas didn't even have a line. I don't Just think. Just standing right? there holding a cat in a fire station. Yeah. <laughs> great so good an unexpected christmas was so funny mm-hmm. and i have never seen tyler hines be funny like that he is always the cool guy che- yeah know? he's always like cheeky cool yeah yeah he's always like too cool for school he was really like kind of insecure and just frazzled and it was so charming i didn't know he had it in him i didn't mm-hmm. know he had it in him i loved it i thought their chemistry was great your girl bethany joy lens is in this erica she's, she's so oh, good one tree hill, one she's tree hilarious hill. she's like she's doing so like funny. physical comedy where she like slaps that cookie out of his hand i died his spit take yes that was so good like so the this whole movie family is funny it's, it's perfect amazing yeah so the plot of this movie is just to clue you guys in a little bit it's kind of the classic we're pretending to be together for the family but Mm -hmm. there there are a couple that have broken up two and a half months before something that before christmas and he had he had dumped her he had broken her heart and then she happens to be in a train station when he is going home and his sister is like oh you're here because he never tells his family that they broke up because he like just doesn't want to have the conversation he doesn't want to ruin their christmas or whatever so she gets bamboozled and then so now she and then he convinces her to pretend through the weekend to be that they're still together for the family. It sounds terrible, but it's actually much more interesting and fun. And there's like a is it is there a Flojo? Who is it? It's like or a Jackie, Jackie Joyner, Joyner curse. Yeah. What? Cameo. Uh-huh. Um, anyway. There's, it's a, so funny. there's an actual like hilarious Christmas play christmas pageant mm-hmm. at the end that is so funny yeah i don't want to say anything about that but tyler hines dresses up and it's it really mm-hmm. made me laugh mm-hmm. and there's like things go horribly awry in a very fun way <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good it was really and it's very i mean you can it's paul campbell vibes like it has paul campbell all mm-hmm. over it Everyone yeah. is very quirky and funny and very fast. It's very fast, like quick banter. Oh my gosh. And I just did not know Tyler Hines could be like silly like that because mm-hmm. he his character has some struggles. He's not he's not his normal, like cool, confident, yeah. you know, guy who has everything under control. He is a bit of a mess but an endearing mess well and he's manipulating every female around him yeah. in some way or another mm-hmm. and yet you don't mind I know. <laughs> you're like you know what it's fine all right fine. i will say no more i will watch it okay. give it away that's great and the nine kittens of christmas i enjoyed it's a sequel though so like that was cute too yeah. it's not as good as the first one but it's still charming as heck it's about a fireman fireman and a vet and nine kittens that they have to find homes over Christmas. Um, 
is very cute. I also watched It's Time for Them to Come Home for Christmas. Did you watch this one, Dory? The Jesse no, Shram Amnesia Shram one? one? No. Was it good? I loved it. Really? I did. I was compelled enough to watch it all the way through in one wow. sitting. Wow. There was an Allison Sweeney cameo in that one. Whoa. Sammy Brady. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> That's the first time. I'm a big, big Days of Our Lives fan. Right, oh, really? Well, anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. And it was great. Um, did you see any other one story? No, I didn't see. Because what else premiered? I know the CCB one premiered. I didn't watch that. And I didn't watch the Christmas in Tahoe one either. Oh, I watched the Lacey one. The Lacey Chabert. Oh, Chabert how was that? Christmas. The one in Ireland or whatever? Yes. Yeah, so Lacey Chabert and her sister. With Stuart Townsend or whatever. Yeah. Name. Go to Ireland and then lie and say that they are party planners when they're at the pub and then end up having to plan the ball at the castle <laughs> by pretending to be some famous party planner. It was a good showing for Lacey because the actress who plays her sister is absolutely hilarious. Rising star, didn't write down her name, wish I did. She is amazing and she brings the funny out of Lacey because you know, we don't always get it from Lacey. No, you know? we don't. She's, she's got to have a good scene partner. We and know how Erica it. feels. Mm-hmm. So yes, to me that the castle movie is worth it for Lacey Chabert's sister. Okay, all right, and, and Ireland. It's oh, nice. and Ireland. I mean, I love Ireland, so I pretty, really watch. Pretty, pretty nice. Anyway, well, what do we have next week? Uh, we have a Christmas dance reunion. Dory's looking forward to that one. I'm still holding out hope. It you, is a high school musical reunion. Come on. Have you seen the commercial? Good. Have you seen the commercial? Mel, it wasn't that bad. Okay. I hope I have well, hope too. It's versus my favorite Christmas melody, which is the Maya movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just concerned because the way they I, I, I don't, <laughs> I'm concerned. I'm well, really then, concerned. I don't know if we can trust lifetime at this juncture i'm telling well, you i hate to say it 30 minute rule man 30 minute mm. or Alrighty. Less. well we yeah. talked about we we covered a lot of ground today didn't we <laughs> we talked wheel yeah of fortune we talked the wheel of fortune it's great thank you ryan hey. for sharing hey. the, the bright spot of being hey. um, i'm happy to yeah. do it and i encourage all of you out there to apply for Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> you never know. It's you're turning down money by not doing it. You never know. You could win big. You could at the very least if you get on if you walk on there, you get a thousand dollars minimum. Oh really? Interesting. Yeah. So but it's not bad for a day's work. But don't apply for Survivor. Leave those spots open for Ryan. Yes, for Ryan. That's right. I I should be the only one that's <laughs> applying to Survivor. And then yeah. maybe I, I would get on. Yeah. If I'm keep, the only one, we'll keep and, our fingers crossed for you. And then just me sitting out there for the whole season. I don't know how how entertaining that would be. <laughs> I think it'd be pretty fish. funny. Oh God, that'd be terrible. I'd be so bad at that. It'd be like Castaway season. <laughs> yeah. Survivor. I mean, I'm a terrible. I'm a terrible outdoorsman, so that's not really what my forte would be. Anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Well, yeah. we're so glad that you were here. Yes, thank you, you, made you us, for you coming. made us laugh. And yeah. Thank you for oh. hold, thank you for holding our hands through this. Yeah. Oh, Muck, no. Muck and Meyer. Hey, 
when we go through these things together, it just strengthens our friendship. That's what the holidays are all about. And with that, we close. I have to yeah. say one more thing, though. Oh, okay. Everyone go watch. What is the, Erica, what's it called? The Housewife movie? The Real oh, Housewives of the North Pole? I think they changed it to just house, Housewives of the North Pole. Okay, it's probably just Housewives. Yes, The Housewives of the North Pole premiering December 9th on Peacock. On Peacock. Okay, that's the movie we're here for. That is what we need. That is what we're waiting for. Kyle Richards. And Betsy Brandt, who's from Breaking Bad. Who's from Breaking Bad, who's amazing. They dropped the trailer today. I immediately sent it to Erica and Mel and said, this is what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Everyone go watch that one because we'll definitely be talking about it. Ryan, you need to watch that one too for research. I think I might. I, I, I'll put it on the list. And there's also a Days of Our Lives, Christmas in Salem on Peacock. Oh, I've, really? That's piqued my, my interest. Yeah, Jack Hayes in it. So can't, how back in the beach? She's on love Jack Hayes. Yeah. So Ryan, do you follow Ira account. Madison the Third on social media? I think I follow him on Twitter. You should follow he, Ira. Well, on, he's not on Twitter. He got kicked he off. Got Twitter. kicked off of Twitter, but you oh. should follow him on Instagram. He too loves Days of Our Lives and posts mm-hmm. about it often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say I've watched a lot lately, but like I'll He'll catch love you it. up. It'll always be in my heart. He'll mm-hmm. catch you up. <laughs> All right. All righty, everybody. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging in there. If All you right, did. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Thank you bye. for having me. Here's for a better Thanks, next Ryan. weekend. <laughs>